0: All right, welcome to Hebrew Club. One week before Christmas and the last session before our break, so I'm glad that everybody's here. And we're going to see how much we can get through if we can get through all of 2 Samuel chapter seven today. We're about ready to start verse um, 22, right? Um, So David now, uh, just to pick it up there is talking about or reflecting on the covenant that God had just made with him, all right? And uh, he said something significant in the previous section. He goes on now to praise the Lord and, uh, you know, express a very thankful attitude, as you'll see. So we're going to start at verse 22 of chapter 7, okay? al Cain Gadalta Adonai Yahweh, ki Kamoka, Kamokah, Elohim um, Zulateka, Therefore, you are great, um, O Adonai Yahweh, O Lord God, uh, for there is no one kamoka, for there is no one like you. And there is no God, Zulateka, and there is no God besides you. So notice he not only says there's no God like you, namely you're the best among all other gods, but there's no God except you. So uh, he kind of gets more specific, okay? In, in everything, Bekol, now he gets kind of more specific. Specifically, in everything which we have heard, Beosnenu, with our ears. All right, so only a God, only Yahweh alone is the only one who has made such promises to his people. All right? Verse 23, Umi ke'ameka ke'Yisrael goi, Echad ba'aretz asher halku Elohim lifdot lo la'am ve'lasum lo shame, velasot la'kem ha'gerola ve'no ra'ot Artseka mip ne'ameka. This is a long verse. Asher padita le'kam Rhyme goyim ve'lo hav. All right. Um, and who is like your people? Like Israel. All right, so notice again he specifies. Goy echad, one nation. I like the JPS translation. actually has uh, a unique nation. All right? Baaretz, in the earth. Okay? Now notice, I want you to notice the grammar here. You get something a little unusual. Which, now notice the verb. is a plural verb from halak. The subject is Elohim. So, and who is like you, like Israel? I'm, I'm, who, I'm sorry, who is like your people, like Israel? Uh, one nation in the land where God walked. Now, see, it's unusual because usually when Elohim is, is referred to, the verb is singular. Here's one of the few places that uh, you see it as a plural form. All right? Notice the Septuagint has the singular form all right a little different form there. but anyway, I want you to just look at this. Um, so where God walked or went, lift dote to redeem for himself. notice that this is just a call um, uh, infinitive construct from Pada with that oat ending. so where God walked to redeem for himself um, a people. So notice llama here functions as the uh, indicator for the direct object. Okay? And uh, to assume, here's another infinitive, to establish for himself a name. Alright? So notice that while you even have the while you have the plural verb, there's kind of incongruity because the low is singular. See? And that's how it usually is even with the verb. So who is like your people like Israel, one nation in the land, where God walked or went to redeem for himself a people and to establish for himself a name? Velasot, again another call, infinitive construct, and to make for you, namely Israel, notice it's plural, and to do for you hagerola, the great thing, that no raot and... Um, Awesome things, all right, um, so, th- so this is from Yara, the Nifal, the great, great thing. And awesome things, uh, to the land or in the land, all right. Mipne ameka, before your people, Asher Padita, which you redeemed. Again, a call from Pada, which you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, all right, Mim rhyme, namely a nation and um, his gods. And so notice that the goyim, velohav, is referring to Egypt, to redeem for yourself, uh, whom you redeem for yourself from Egypt, and then you might in English, from a nation and its gods. All right, But Goyim, again, and uh, is is specifying or, or um, modifying Mitzrayim there in 24. Yeah, Jim. I have, I have two questions. Yeah. Um, it's probably because my Hebrew is getting worse. But I um, would we call it odd that there's no resumptive pronoun after um, the Baharetz way back in the verse, um, when it says, you know, in the land where God walked, where that it grew? Is there, would we call that odd, or is that in Samuel just sort of... Um, I wouldn't say it's odd that uh, you see a lot of times with these relative clauses you want the resumptive and you don't have it. Um, so it's again, it's just another indicator, maybe, maybe an indicator that that as we saw in first and that we're seeing in second Samuel, that the Hebrew is not standard. Maybe it's kind of a substandard, more colloquial kind of thing. So you kind of see those nice elements left out. Now it'd be interesting to do a study to see how common something like that particular element. Occurs in these books, as opposed to other narrative, and see if there's any kind of patterns or not. You know, you see it. You know, you see it kind of inconsistently, right? Notice also in this text, you see these incongruencies. So that the lachem is plural, but notice the the pronoun on artsaka is singular and ameka. So um, notice to do for you, namely a people, great and awesome things your land. I guess that's referring to Yahweh, so that's not so incongruous. But notice the uh, that that he's gonna switch back and forth from the plural to singular or you know, it's just kind of to our understanding seems inconsistent. And you see that more in a text like this. And what's your second question? The second question was uh, Uh, ah yeah, yeah. Again, right, the, the assumption always is that Am refers to Israel and Goy refers to the nations, but there are places where Goy refers to you. Yeah. Um Yep. Okay. Good. Verse twenty four then. Va te et Ameka Yisrael Leka Laam um, ad Olam Va at Yahweh hayit alahem and you established okay, this is from Kuhn, notice a polel from Kuhn, and you established for yourself at Amekah, your people Israel. Okay, for yourself, for a people Adolam, forever. <laughs> Again, notice David's being very wordy here, if you've noticed. It's kind of repetitive. Again, something that's bothersome for us, but we've seen this also in narrative. It's kind of a stylistic thing that you see more, right? He seems to use more words than is absolutely necessary. It's not tight to our way of thinking. Um, so he repeats this, Am adolam, see? atta and you, O Lord, ha'yita, are to them "LeLohim" God. And notice the Lahem can be thought of as possessive. And you are their God. Okay, so you establish for yourself your people Israel, for yourself, a people forever, and you, O oh Lord, are their God. Okay. Questions through twenty-four. So this is a this is a dialogue between um, David and, and God. Right? Yeah, it's it's almost a monologue. Though David is the one doing all the talking. Yeah. Notice, and he's reflecting on the significance of this covenant that God has made with him and the significance of God's relationship with Israel more. So, yeah, notice the theological assumptions that David is using or thinking with as he's thinking about this covenant. Could the the reason be why why he uses Goya at the beginning is because he's talking about um, before God's covenant with the people of Israel? And that's why he just uses his nation, and then now when he establishes the covenant, he right. switch to switch to Am. Yeah, uh, again, I don't know. You'd have to see how yeah. Goyim is used there to see if that's. But uh, I mean, I think the general observation is right. When you are when you want to when you want to emphasize the the relationship between God and Israel, Am yep. is much more common. I mean, by far. And notice how it's always followed up with your people, Israel. Um, so he, throughout, he kind of makes those kinds of specification or specifying moves um, in the text. Notice too, you're getting this language of covenant: "I will be their God; they will be my people." That um, goes way back to the covenant God made with Abraham, which I think is interesting because it's at least a textual hint that David sees what God is doing here is related to what God did to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See what the language. That language becomes more prevalent. Notice in like Book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, "I will be your God; you will be my people." Kind of talk. See, um, so yeah, it's it's just an interesting way that David's reflecting on it, and would bear f- further study. You know, kind of interesting to see what he's doing. All right, verse 25. Ve'ata Yahweh Elohim, hadavar sher debarta al av al beto lemor. Yahweh Zav'ot Elohim al Yisrael. uveit av David Yihya nakon lefaneka. Okay. Um, and now, O Lord God, the word which you promised, Debarta, the word which you promised over your servant and over his house, Hakim, establish. Notice that this is uh, from Kum, Hifil, and it is... Uh, a imperative, okay? So, notice I translate debarta, not just speak, but in, you know, it's it's not uncommonly used as promise. And I think that's, see, so the word which you promise concerning your servant and over his house, establish adolam, establish forever. Here's another imperative, va'ase, notice third hey imperatives, and um, do as debarta, as you have said or as you have promised. Okay? Verse twenty-six. Oh, I already read that. And may your name and may your name be great. Ve'yigdal adolam forever. See, he keeps repeating adolam too. See, notice how the 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 underlying is there. May your name be great forever. Um, saying or as if to say, Yahweh. The Lord of Hosts is God over Israel, all right. And the house of your servant David will be Nakon, will be established. Okay, Nifal, participle from Kun will be established before you. Okay, again, very wordy. Um, questions through twenty-six. Okay, twenty-seven. Kiati yavizavora Elohe Israel galita et ozen avdika lemor bite evne lok alkan et libo lehit palal eleka et hatefilahazot for you o lord of hosts are the god the god of israel you galita you uncovered this is a call from gala second masculine singular Okay. Notice the hay spelling for the second masculine singular. You uncovered the ear of your servant, saying, a house I will build for you. Therefore, your servant has found his heart. Notice, I, I, it's kind of idiomatic. He has found his heart to pray. We would say, um, what, he said it in his heart or he got it in his mind, Lahit palel, to pray to you. Et The prayer, the this. This prayer. So notice he characterizes what he's been doing as prayer. Really interesting. Okay. Questions through 27. We're going to make it to the end. All right. Uh, notice, too, the movements in the text with the uh, ve'atas. As he's, remember, he's been talking now, ve'ata and therefore and therefore. And here we have another one. And then we have another one, 29. Ve'ata Adonai Yahweh. Atah hu hay Elohim u devarecha yihyu emet va tzer bare et hatov and therefore o lord god you are hay Elohim or it is you who are God who is god u devarecha and your words yihyu will come true emet pause and so you promised to your servant et hatovah hazot this good thing. All right, and he's of course referring to the covenant. Verse twenty-nine, the last one. Ve'ata hoel uvarik et av avdeka liyot leolam lefaneka kiataronai Yawe debarta u me u me bir Yevorak bait avdakah le'olam. And so, um, this is from Ya'al. Okay? To be pleased or to be willing. So it's a hifiel imperative. And so, be willing or be pleased. Uva reik. Here's another pi'al imperative. Why is there a comment the bait? Because the reish spits out the dagesh. Right. So, and so... Be pleased and bless the house of your servant, okay. To be forever before you. And so notice the subject of this infinitive construct, Hayot, um, is Israel. Okay. So now, be pleased and bless the house of your servant, so that your servant is forever before you. Everybody see that? How that's working? For you are Adonai Yahweh are the you, the Lord God to have spoken. Okay? And from your blessing, may the house of your servant or the house of your servant will be blessed forever. That Rock is a pu'al. Remember it's normally in the PL here's the pual of Yevorak to be blessed. And from your blessing or by your blessing the house of your servant will be blessed forever. So notice he clearly sees what God is saying as this eternal <coughs> covenant God made with them. And I think he sees connections with what God was doing earlier in Israel's history with A- the Abraham covenant. And he seems to sense the magnitude of what God was telling him. Um, and that you remember even in the previous section we saw that this is the Torah for mankind. This is the instruction for mankind that goes, seeing again in Abraham, and you all nations of the earth will be blessed. See, I, li- I really like the theological connections that the second half of this chapter brings out about the covenant, which we don't normally take the time to look at. All right. So very good. Any questions about anything in this chapter? All right. All right. You guys all have a blessed holiday, and we will see you when we get back, and we'll start chapter 8. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back, yeah. so <sighs>